is kind of i mean i get it it's the beat of the he movie should know. he yeah. should know he shouldn't have had to google he's that. a fucking idiot everything is handed to him it's an entourage movie it's if you like the entourage and if you like dave with gata 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 yeah. g-a-t-a it's an acronym he was really good in that movie uh you know I, I... At one point, he goes um, when he was getting canceled or whatever. He goes, "I understand if you guys don't want me to be my friends anymore." Acknowledging that they're just an entourage, you know. It is an entourage, and but they've been best friends since high school. Every single fucking character. He's been yes. my best friend since uh, yes. we were kids. Give me a break. Some yeah, it's kids. a millennial humor thing. They're on their phone. They're doing Instagram videos, and he decides not to go to the Batman interview. Because he wants to, his girlfriend's breaking up with him. Yeah, he gets dated wearing a mask uh, to talk. Wasn't to the, the manager director. great? The manager was very funny. Oh yeah, she leaves that voice you. message was so funny. Yeah, she was right, great in that right, movie. Right, yeah. Then oh, she goes. Man, she was really I gave the good. director of Pluto Nash a fave, and now I have to, you know, now it's payback, <laughs> whatever. I guess that's Tom Arnold was playing the director of Pluto Nash. Yes, right? yeah. yes. I loved. He goes. Um, when he, they're psyching him up to leave, he turns just as he's about to leave. He goes, "I'm Batman," right? And she was like, "That's pretty good." I think, yeah, that's <laughs> better because he was lowering his voice. He's like, "I'm Bruce Wayne." He goes, "Nah." Hey, <laughs> um, this is seven you know, nominations. This gets for the Razzies. They really sure. think this film sucks. It's it's very lightweight. Nothing really happens. It's all self inflicted. He's he's a spoiled little boy. Yes, uh, but that's the movie. But, but that's the thing. Like, he wrote it all. You know what I mean? Like, he he wasn't an idiot. He knew what mourning meant because yeah. he wrote the film. You know. Okay, but, but so can we, can we get to, to the ending? About... What's that? The twist ending at the end of the credits. What, he won Batman? Tell me. Tell me the, what am I so, forgetting? I just saw it. The end credits roll, and they show all the outtakes. You get to see, yes. you know. They they kill they use snout to tail in that movie. No footage was wasted. It was all in the <laughs> end credits. And then at the credits end, there's a post credit scene where right. it's revealed the hospital scene is actually the finale of his TV show. Right, good, bad right, people. right, right, right. Yeah. And they go, "That's a cut. That's a wrap for good, bad people. You've been great." And then he has a British accent, which I don't know in real life he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in real oh, life okay. he is. So yeah. he's talking like he normally, and he's like. What is the point of this movie? I get hot. I knock off. I break my my girlfriend's family urns, and I replace the ashes with pot weed. Yeah. Right. He was self critical of it at the he way. He undercuts end. the entire movie at the end. It, it was ballsy as shit. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, and can I just mention one thing about this movie? I yeah. laughed really hard when they were smoking pot, and they showed the different ways to smoke. When they did the Jungle Book, where Megan Fox has this giant tobacco leaf. And she puts yeah, it under right. the camera like Bugs Bunny. And Are you crying? Yeah. She sprinkles two or three buds, and they fall behind the camera. And then she lifts back in the frame a completely rolled, giant, like, chin <laughs> chong. And it was a blunt. It was tobacco. And just proceeds to smoke this novelty blunt. And I thought she was very funny in this movie. And that was a great scene. And, you know, it's not the It was both good and bad, right? It yeah, was both, both good and bad. and bad. It entertained me. Yeah, it was like bad with some impressive stuff that was really and Pete, creative. Pete Robinson, Pete Robinson, was funny in this movie. Barry, oh, wait, yeah. Here. Let's talk about. Are you talking we'll, about? We'll talk the, about uh, him soon. We'll talk about him soon. He's nominated for. Is he for Staten Island guy? King of Staten Island guy? Okay, Pete Davidson, right? So, 
They said that he just had a cameo role. He didn't have a cameo role. No, he showed up. It, they said it was extended cameo, but he showed up three times in that movie, basically. He said some funny, funny stuff. Like he was like fingering Ruby the butt. Not when you start, but when you finish. Like it was some, and he was really skeevy and gross looking. He, the funniest he, scene is they have a friend named Fat Joe. He's not fat. His name's not Joe. He just likes right. to lean back when he hears pot. And he gets into a K-Hall, and they drag him to the hotel where uh, where Barry is the valet. He right. gets him out of the K-Hall. It's the funniest. But why is it they needed Barry? Remember, they're like, we need He's Barry. He's such a killjoy. He, he, he snaps people, too. Oh, that's why, because he's so... so I didn't Barry understand why our, our hero, London, was, like, um, hugging him and wanting to be his friend, and then two seconds later, he backed off. Yeah, like, right. I, I don't understand why you wanted to be the friend. He I know why you backed off. Number. He's dogging me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll text you right now. Uh, was... I'm going to be back. All right, so this movie wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I'll probably yeah, see it again. Yeah. The only problem I had is I had to pay for this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had to pay a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. But you I know, paid four bucks. God damn really? you, Carl! All right, well, LWAFL MOIT is worth it, especially to vote in the Razzies. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the final uh, movie nominated for worst picture. Okay, it is The King's Daughter. Okay, this one is worthy of discussion too, and this Absolutely. one only gets three nom uh, Razzie's nomination. Um, worst, worst actress, but it's not her fault. She plays a certain genre style. The, the the namesake, the King's Daughter. He's like every like romance movie I've seen on Lifetime. Very like has a smirk, has a spark, and her just accent nails was terrible. Her fake accent. Were they supposed to be French, anyway? Uh, yeah, story... Versailles, and they really, literally did shoot in Versailles. In Versailles. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. the The fountains and such of Versailles. This they is filmed what filmed in my... Versailles, and then they filmed in Australia of all places. Probably for the tax break. I have to say, this is probably the best good bad movie out of the lot. If you are looking for to watch any film, I recommend The King's Daughter. It's on freebie. It is entertaining, and the twist ending. You is recommend so... this film? It's so funny, the twist ending, which I'll reveal. I thought this film sucked, sucked, sucked until he was going to jump off the cliff and he had to make a choice. Right. And he made the right choice. He that part the right of the choice. film was good, but the rest of it. Let's back up, Carl, because not a lot of people know French history like we do. You see. We, we, we. The king of France captured a mermaid because he can be immortal if they kill the mermaid and he sucks the mermaid blood. And he during the will solar be, eclipse. During the solar eclipse, which will help France because he will be king of France for eternity. Ever. Yeah. And there's one guy who's like overseeing and he can't wait to kill. Like I sent the male merman out of there. We got the yeah. mermaid. And he's like the king's daughter. The king is Pierre Bronson in one of his uh wait, roles. I think you said it weird. Yeah. Say it again. The king, Pierre Bronson. Did I get it wrong? Uh, Pierce. Pierce is how you say it. Pierce, Pierce. Bronson. Pierce. Piercing blue eyes, Bronson. <laughs> right. Uh, we saw him last year in an Entourage heist movie, and he was not very good in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this one, he he's half there and he's half not. It's not he's it's not really his movie to ruin. William Hurt shows up. The late William Hurt. Right. The late William Hurt, and this is his. This was filmed in 2014, believe it or not. Crazy. Even though it's 2020. Crazy. 
but so therefore it wasn't the last film he shot but it was the last film his was ever on the screen i kept this looking his at his character film. going that guy looks like william hurt <laughs> <laughs> so this film was also shot in two months that's it two months two months and then sat on the shelves for eight years right i mean unbelievable yes. it's so it was there was a 1997 novel called the moon and sun that this was based upon uh, william hurt's final screen performance uh you know it had been filmed eight years earlier so therefore well uh, just a real quick the king doesn't like the music being played to wake him up they 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 find this woman who's a musician she's gonna play better music and he likes right. it then he realizes hey i fucked her mom that's my well, kid no, he doesn't no they he knew he knew he was she was the daughter all along he was part of sending her to the convent yeah oh all right so she's right so she he says listen you're royalty you're my daughter right and I also have a mermaid I'm going to kill and use the blood and go immortal. And she goes, Wasn't the CGI oh. horrible? This, the mermaid is nominated for worst actress, doesn't deserve it. I, yeah. Let her fucking speak and then I'll vote for her. Right. It's, she did her job. She sh yes. went like this and then they, they CGI'd the fuck out of it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So she becomes buddy with the mermaid. In fact, the best part of the movie is she breaks her arm and the doctor can't wait to amputate it. And, right. Uh, yeah. That was right a great off. scene. Cut and off, that's cut the husband, off. the future husband. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> this movie. But she says, like, no, you can't kill mermaid. Mermaid has a soul. And, and right. William Hurt, the preacher, is like, ah, uh, yeah, I know what a soul is. I'm a religious dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, man. And the husband's like, no, man, we're going to kill that mermaid and suck up her blood. So she goes to a cliff and says, Either you suck up the mermaid's blood and be immortal, or I jump off and I or I don't jump off a cliff. Well, and it was he, like only the mermaid will save my life if I jump off this cliff. So you got to make a choice: kill her and I die, save her and I live. Right. Yeah, she <clears> jumps off a cliff, and that Orlando Bloom dinner theater actor, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. the set looked like it was like welcome to Pirates of the Caribbean dinner theater. It was really kind of goofy. Yeah, and then they jump off. That was clear. Australia stuff, outside but of Melbourne. Let's let's talk about the ending, which makes this one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Refresh my memory. Sure. Well, you know French history, and you know that uh, oui, there was a mermaid. That the king had a mermaid, right? The Le you know mermaid. The mermaid lived in Paris, Atlantis, Fran Fran France, Lant French Atlantis. France there, Atlantis. Underneath France, under Versailles, is Atlantis. Right. And the mermaid gives the king's daughter breathing underwater power. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. That's why I sort of blanked that out. Like, how does she I have the ability? so hard. Can I give a dog a human brain if I want to? You know, how does she have the ability to give her gills? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. No, and it's like, it doesn't make sense that the lost city of Atlantis is underneath Versailles. Versailles. You know? Versailles. Yeah. It's just, it was so Versailles. ludicrous. Versailles. And the whole film was about the king and his conscience. And he had yeah. the, his daughter and the priest. And the film ends with the daughter, the namesake, becoming a mermaid. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> did not expect that to turn into a mermaid at the end. Did not. So let me just tell you a few other things that I learned. First of all, Julie Andrews is the narrator. And Julie Andrews makes sense because she would be the princess, right? She was always the princess person. The princess Diary, she's in. 
as well. Yeah. I didn't so, recognize her or give a shit that she narrated it. And I'm sure the dub versions out. don't care. Nobody either. noticed that she it just yeah. sounded like a correct nar narrator. I didn't right. realize until I researched that it was her. It's in the credits. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, the earliest development for this film began in 99. Now, this was written in 97, this book. 99. It was um, – Jim Henson Company was all involved in this. Um, and, uh, well, there's a bunch of – you know, Sony terminated their agreement with – there's lots of backstory here. But, um, in the TV right. Exactly. After it was – release uh after it was about to be released they stopped and they said we have to work on the computer graphics and then some companies fell apart and it just sat around um in the, it's the the biggest china's biggest financial contribution to a non-studio film produced outside of china um it got three nominations for uh, the razzies here i guess we've said all we can about yeah. it now is it time to vote? Okay. I all right, let's vote. I'm going to do it. Okay, let me share screen here so that people at home know that we are voting. Okay, so Blonde Morbius, Pinocchio, Good Morning, or The King's Daughter. What is the worst film? Morbius. Morbius is the worst film. Now, why Morbius is it my blonde? Because Morbius is more fun, more people talk about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It's a genuinely like it's going to kill the genre of superheroes. Hopefully, this was okay. a film that will drag westerns well, down it, and drag. It you wanted just, to it, die. It's like westerns. It's time to die. It's time to die as a genre. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm voting. I put my vote in for Morbius. I, I okay. think it's a terrible movie, and my son talks about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It, it deserves to be celebrated. Okay, so blonde. What was your second runner-up? Was it blonde? King, Pinocchio, King's Good daughter. Morning? King's daughter. Love okay. King's daughter. King's daughter classic. That is what I am voting as the worst film. The okay. King's daughter. If Horrible. Morbius wasn't on the list, it would be King's daughter for me. But I have to go with Morbius. Okay. Now I don't think Good Morning deserves to be. Oh. It was bad, but it was good okay, too. Dave Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters made a movie called Studio Six Six Six. Machine Gun Kelly is not the only. Pop star with a vanity product move, film. Did it's, I see Studio Six Six Six? No, it's not. Oh, well, okay. do you like to watch the the late? I mean, do you like to watch musicians riff? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not worth it. It's a very long movie. Okay. So you are going with Morbius, and I am going with The King's Daughter. Done and done. It's a lock. Okay. Now we're going up to the top of the Razzies right. now, and we're going to start with worst supporting actor. All right. So we have Tom Hanks, Xavier Samuel, Pete Davidson, Maud Son, Evan Williams, and you can write one in if you want. Which at this point doesn't matter. So uh, Pete Davidson, uh, do you want to just go with what was your choice? So Pete Davidson, as we said, it's not a cameo role. He's a character in this film. Uh, I think Tiffany Haddish in, in uh, Easter Sunday was more of a cameo, even though she was a character in it. Uh, I'm not voting for him. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks, I don't think, was a bad actor in Elvis. Everybody else disagrees with me. Yeah. Well, he think? was appropriately bad. You know, he was the 
this thorn in, in Elvis's side. Elvis was all glamour and 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 just sincerity. No, but he wasn't not in the not in the in terms of his acting, right? That's what I'm saying. He played it a certain way, and it was really good in the film. Like it wasn't a good performance, but he's playing Tom Car. He's playing him a certain way. It's a heightened performance. I I don't I don't know. I might have to vote for him because there's no one else I really care about. Okay, what about? Okay, I don't think it's fair to say Xavier Samuel and Evan Williams in Blonde were bad actors. It's it's criticizing the 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 movie and the storyline with these two characters. It's not really about the actors, and we'll see other nominations where their character was stupid, but the acting was fine. You know, yeah. the director gives you acting, sets the the tone, and you do your job, and they did their job. So then we have Pete Davidson, his cameo role in Good Morning. And I got to tell you, I think he did a good job. Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. Right. Yeah. He did a very good job. That was very good job. Name, right? Mod, what do you Mod's think? son. No, I thought he was fine. In that movie, He, him and uh, Megan Fox were great in it. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with the two people in Blonde. I guess yeah. I would give it to Tom Hanks just as a cultural tip, but the other one is Mod's son. That's yeah. a toss-up for me. I, That's I'm, where I'm, I'm going. I think his uh, performance... Now, look, again, if he wrote it, produced it, and directed it, he was doing it on purpose, so it's hard to vote for him. I right. can't vote for Tom Hanks because I think he was doing what he was supposed to in that film. I agree with you. I agree with good. you. I have to go with Mod's son just because he is the lesser of... I am going with Mod Sun. No offense to Mod Sun. You obviously have your talents and you made a yeah. film where you acted. And I, I appreciate that. But your character was way too old for who he was. Yes. And all, out of all the characters, get it over the every, top. Yeah, but they all get handed everything on silver platters. And he definitely didn't deserve any of it, let alone mm -hmm. like living in that place. So I don't know. So, Modsung, I'd like to apologize to you. It's just that you're up against Tom Hanks, the two guys in Blonde, and Pete Davidson. So, you're the worst of the choices they presented us. I agree. And we're going to be doing that apology a lot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good category. Yeah. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel Blonde, Pinocchio, Firestarter, World Dominion, and both of the 365. Let's talk about 365. Okay. 365 was like a soap opera of the rich. You know what I mean? It was nailed, nailed it. It was not, it was, it received the first movie, one worst picture of the year for the Razzies. It got a Razzies. The, the first picture, the theme is so toxic that mm -hmm. it was a gimme to, to be the loser. The, basically a Polish mafioso kidnaps right. this beautiful woman and says, you'll fall in love with me within the year, and kidnaps her for 365 days. Five days. And at the end, they are in love. And that's the reason why I got voted worst movie. Netflix, they probably, a lot of happy dads watching that movie. Because they get to sex. There wasn't one sequel in 22. There was two of them. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're calling it a ripoff. But... Like you said, it's not as toxic as the first movie. It's just a very long soap opera. It's an ode to consumption. They go, they have girls' night out where they eat. And the food, the table is covered in food. There's a big-ass yeah. pile of spaghetti behind this woman. Yeah. Either take it, right. get a doggy bag or, like, give it to the somebody or eat the fucking food. It's just spending money and 
How many times? And look at their you... bodies. They are not eating all that food with those bodies. They oh. needed a little tiny, you know, smorgasbord. I mean, that's they all were... we see are their bodies. They're, they're... Yeah. This is my favorite scene in in both movies. Oh, I walked into you having sex. Oops. Oops. Yeah, that happened right in the beginning of uh, uh, this. And then the day. third movie, she's getting fucked by a model or something like that, and 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 oops, I walked in while you're having sex backstage. Now, um, one of the reasons why these two were released the same year was pandemic stuff. Um, in May 2021, you know, 30, 365 days this day's production was originally scheduled to begin in 2020, but delayed during the, the COVID-19 pandemic until February 2022. Same sort of thing. Okay, filming was set to begin in 2021 around Italy, Poland for the Italy and Poland for the next 365 days. So they filmed stuff, and then they had to take a break, and then they were scheduled to film the next one. It just coincidentally came that they were both released the same year. Did you remember at the end of the second one, she gets shot? Yep. And then the third one, she's fine. Yep. And she's like, you know, I got shot for you. Yes, that's right. And the boys know. kiss. The boys kiss in the third one. He has a daydream yeah. where they kiss, and they do. It's it's the same formula. It's some shitty song playing, and there's softcore sex happening. And if you like that kind of thing, Netflix has six hours of it for you. Enjoy it. It kind of there was a Michael Winterbottom, who's a director. He made a film called I think it was called Eighteen Songs. It was couples uh -huh. having sex to certain bands performing like bands would play and then we have a romantic scene i haven't seen it i think it's nc-17 that sounds like a better movie th than this these films the same idea you get to see sexy scenes with music playing over it the music's like they go to a club and the same crappy song plays what kind of club yes. doesn't play disco right 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 yeah okay so for me this one is gonna win um worst really carl well, yeah. I can see, like, Blonde is there because it's the same thing with Princess Diana's musical last year. It's right. a, it's a camp icon who's getting, you know, battered, and the view is terrible. It's an exploitative movie. I'm not voting for it. Disney's Pinocchio, it's another yeah. one of those live-action films. This is not about art. This is about commerce. It's still not getting my vote. Firestarter, yeah. I saw the movie. The director is really, really good. It's not a good match. The director does some really cool stylized neon lights and neon yes. backgrounds. It has nothing to do with Firestarter. And I don't really find it entertaining watching people catch on fire. I, they, you know, if it's well, an let's animated... stop and talk about that film for a minute. As you know, there was the um, uh, 1985 film uh, yeah. starring – what's her name? I was just on that. Drew show. Barrymore. She was nine Drew years old. Drew Barrymore. I enjoyed it with Martin Sheen and yes. this film seemed like it did its job. It was a Stephen King novel, by the way. It was uh, a cheap this... Stephen King movie. Like we haven't seen those before. As if we haven't seen those before, right? Yeah. Um, I think The Shining was a good Stephen film, Stephen King film, and I think uh, Pet Cemetery was all right. A lot of them were not good. Firestarter yeah. was good, but... I don't think this one was as good as the original. They just sort of remade it. Yeah, it's um, a Blumhouse horror picture, which is cheap and effective and does its job. And yes. I guess that's what I can say. And I thought she was fine in it. I, I We'll talk about it later, but 
it was controversy. They had originally nominated yeah, made her 13-year-old worst, actress. One of the worst supporting actresses. And I don't think she did a bad job acting no. in that film at all. The direction is to be dour. Zach Efron, one of the funniest guys you'll you'll see, bright Disney face. He dour. was the dad. Dour. Yeah, he was he was the Martin Sheen. I don't know. Uh the Jurassic got negative reviews for sure. Okay, yeah. Jurassic Park World Dominion. Okay, that gets my vote. And the story. What a fucking ripoff. I don't care for these characters. I the original characters were really fun. It was great to see BD Wong. He never leaves well, the lab at the last right. scene. Okay, they were back together though for the first time. The uh, what's her name, Dern yeah. and Goldblum, and what is his name, Sam Neill. Sam Neill. So they were back together for the first time. Is that Lord Dern is great, great in this movie. Yeah, she acts. Yeah, really, really acts, and that's the reason why you look at Bryce Howard, uh, uh, Reese or whatever her name is, he doesn't really have that gumption. Like these characters. First off, let me just say the original characters were human beings with jobs that get stuck in this circumstance and tries to survive. Chris okay. Pratt is a is a dinosaur trainer who is really good on a motorcycle, who escapes dinosaurs chasing him through the streets on a motorcycle. He's like Superman. Yeah, these other people are human beings who are stuck in circumstances. He is like every man, every superhero man. And I just well, couldn't. Was... Yeah, go ahead. He was every superhero. Yeah, so like I just didn't care for him. Did not care for him. Okay. Uh okay, I want to say about this film that it's the sixth film in Jurassic Park world and Which it's plays... going to be the end, the last one ever. And when we talk about the bubble, the bubble is a dinosaur movie and it's the sixth film. You know, we we're we're not there yet, but this film, no kidding, Jurassic World Dominion, no kidding, it inspired the bubble. Because yeah. that's what they had to do. They had to go to a hotel, and, and they had to do that, like, two-week quarantine. And um, basically, you know, and they have their Hollywood uh, egos, and it inspired that film. Um, now, this was a financial hit. It made a billion dollars – well, I mean revenue. It grossed a billion dollars worldwide. And other sure. Jurassic Park films were not um, a hit. And that's it, not true. I mean, well, the other Jurassic World movies. Yeah, not Jurassic Park itself. Jurassic World, correct. Um, this was the fourth film in the franchise to gross one billion. The 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 other uh, the highest probably gross Lost World I think grossed in a million the sequel. Uh, okay, so I don't have it in front of me, but we know Jurassic Park did well. Um, this was the. Third film released in the aftermath of COVID-19 to gross a billion, big deal. The fourth film in the franchise to gross a billion. The third highest grossing film of 2022. Unfavorable reviews. Yep. Nothing... Right, Dallas Howard, that's her name. Listen. That like, gets your vote. Yeah, that gets my vote. I feel like sequels evolve, sequels go. Wherever direction they're going, they lost me. Like, the park was funny. It was dumb humans have dumb animals that got to stink and those dumb animals kill the humans. That's funny. Right, right. And then right. they go to San Diego and the second one is based on, and they, and then the third one, they go back to the park. The first world movie was funny because people are bored at the amusement park. So let's make them super dinosaurs. And then when super, the super right. dinosaurs attack, you remember that guy in the crowd who's running with holding two margaritas running away? Yeah. From the, yeah. That was funny. That had some social commentary. There's nothing like that. I, this is about cloning humans and 
I'm sorry. I just I don't care anymore. Make your money and don't call it art. Don't get me involved. It's a ripoff. Gotcha. Okay. So that's, that's my so vote. You vote Jurassic Park World Dominion. I vote, you vote 365. They just because I hate it. Just because yep. I hate you make great points about World Dominion. You really do. And if if I if it wasn't for 365 days, it would be between I would probably pick Pinocchio, I guess. I think the problem with 365 is such an inside joke among Razzie uh, members and not the, uh -huh. the public. So oh, that's no. a, yeah. Okay, cool. Worst screenplay? Worst screenplay. We got bon Blonde Pinocchio, Good Morning, Jurassic World, Dominion, Morbius. Now, we've covered all of these uh, films in our discussion, so we don't need to go through them, so we can go right to it. So what do you think about Blonde as worst screenplay? I think it is worst screenplay. That's it's, what I'm picking too. Yeah, he, the direction he made are terrible. I obviously now that you told me, it is obvious it has nothing to do with the novel that Joyce Carol Oates wrote. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of this topic. Nothing new. It was actually even worse to watch her blow the president of the United States without yeah, it terrible. being an actual straight out porno movie. Yeah, it gets my vote. Now Pinocchio created a dead wife, created a dead. I don't know. It's got reasons why you would pick it. Yeah. Good morning was stupid. But I respect them. I what respect they did. it. Jurassic Park World Dominion. This thing was the same old film. You had this like corporate evil guy mm -hmm. who, who they're trying to make, um, you know, uh, Musk, Elon Musk or. or right. uh, he's also, can we say he's minded? Like, I'm tired of watching characters like that. If he's autistic, he's autistic. Not every, you know, billionaire is like that. But yeah, he, act, he acted a little Elon ish. Don't look up. He looked like that guy. I think Morbius was fine. You know? Yeah. I, like you, I'm going for Blonde. Now, why are we picking Blonde? I think the direction that this, that I think the perspective is terrible. I think the choices made were terrible. I think yeah. it should have been a female director, maybe. If you, it's a tired take of a tired topic, and it was awful to sit through. And I don't think the guy likes people. I don't think he likes women. Yes, I don't right. think he likes men. And it just shows in this film. Now, so. this director said on many interviews, well, many, it's two that I have, that uh, he, he, it's the first time he ever had a female as the center of his uh, topic. She did and a fantastic job. She did a great job. And she's worthy of a nomination for Oscars, I think. Like, she really did... The movie would have fallen apart with someone else. The only thing I criticize, but I don't think it's her. I think it's the direction, is the Babe in the Woods act throughout uh -huh. the entire film. Come you didn't on. like that, Daddy? Well, Daddy, you, you didn't like that? I didn't do good, Daddy? <laughs> she's been through two marriages. She's been through a rise to fame. She's been through abortions. She's been through an abusive mother. She, she's been through, I mean, she can't, you know, everything was like, where's my daddy? She wasn't a little girl. She was a drug addict, and she had had her life experiences. She couldn't have been a, a um, babe in the woods for the entire film. I agree. Blonde. Worst screenplay. All right. Okay, let's talk about the worst director. We've got Blonde, Morbius, The Bubble, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning. And this is a tough one for me. Oh, it was the easy one for me. Okay. Are you going to go with Blonde? Nope. Okay. I lean towards blonde. 
and Good Morning gets a maybe from me. I think the bubble was fine. Why don't we talk about the bubble? We haven't covered I that. am voting for the bubble. Okay, you are. Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, I don't know him personally. I know him through his films. His films are really good. King okay. of Staten Island is probably the best film he's done, best film I've seen in a while. Okay. Very touching, very funny. People hanging out, very real. He did two documentaries about HBO content. He did one about his old colleague, uh, Gary Shandling, which is this fantastic yeah. four-hour, two-part documentary. He did a similar take about George Carlin. Again, these are H it's HBO documentaries about HBO comedy properties that they have, but they should be celebrated. And I thought his documentary on George Carlin this last year was fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. So he's really a well good done. director, but you this think was he a misstep. This was a huge, huge, huge misstep. The humor was the the premise was there. We're gonna piss on Jurassic Park Dominion trying to shoot a world trying to shoot during the pandemic. But none of the Pete Davidson hangs out with his buddies and watches a purge movie and it's funny, right? There's none of that hangout vibe in there. There's mm. like really forced kind of jokes that don't really fly. This idea of you have to be isolated is so boring. You're rich and you're in a rich hotel and you're bored or like but didn't it make you laugh a lot of lot of times? They, I thought the puppeteers that were on stage as the dinosaurs yeah. kind of sold the show. They were very funny. I thought that it was unrealistic. Like they don't die of COVID. They die because of security alarms blowing them up or some shit like that. It's right. just, you know, it it was very, very flabby. And what about okay, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like the director. You know, it reminds me of the director of Co The Cobbler. He won an Oscar that year for Search and Spotlight. Sand uh, Sandler. Right? Adam Sandler movie where Adam. he becomes a different person when he wears her shoes. It's a yeah. terrible movie. That director made Spotlight. That Searchlight, the fantastic movie about the Boston newspaper un uncovering the church scandal. Right. And he won an Oscar that year. So I feel like it's the Spotlight? same thing. Is that what it was called? Spotlight? Spotlight, yeah. Is that, so that one with Michael Keaton? That's exactly right. You know what blew me away in that film? And I'm going on a tangent. The guy goes, okay, so most of the sex happening in the you know, Catholic Church is between nuns and priests, right? But I was like, whoa, stop! What do you mean? That's, <laughs> ah, just, that's you know, pretty crazy to begin with. Priests screwing. That's I, a controversy. I, I, I just feel like the same thing happened to Apatow. He, this bubble movie was not good. His other films that he released you know, in the last two years are fantastic. Top, you know what's ironic tier. is that this film is about how long they were stuck, right? But this, in reality, it only, they only, they shot this in two months. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. All-star cast for sure. This was the first time I saw David Duchovny, like, have a facial expression. I thought that was good. I loved when she lost her hand. She was like, wow! Just, yeah, just... she was Leslie Mann was very funny in it. I know their daughters in it. She was fine in that movie. You know, it's I don't mind his nepotism. I don't mind his tangents. I mind flabbiness. I, the humor. And this is Carl. This is the only movie on the list that actually acknowledges the, uh, the COVID pandemic. Yes, that's right. And a lot of them were affected by it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you are voting for uh, Judd Apatow, worst director. And I am voting for Blonde because I think this guy really dropped the ball with his conceit and his budget and his – I just think it was a really foolish movie. 
I, Fair enough. You know, if you're doing a biography, why would you make it a fictitious biography? Like, because he's a legend. You... He's 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 talking about the legend. I yeah, yeah I, I agree. I thought he was bad. I thought step. the the bubble was a bigger misstep for me, and I was uh -huh. just, I was really disappointed. I'm not saying he's a shitty director. I'm saying this movie was poor. This directed. movie was done yeah. poor. Okay. Okay, so we now move on to worst supporting actress, and here we've got some new films to talk about. Yeah, the three fifty five was like a spy. Um, it's an international, yeah, international cast, sounded like eighteen ninety nine with the different languages going off. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Be careful what you wish for is what I thought because I love Jessica Chastain and I wish she was in every action movie ever. And I got my wish. This movie, like, <laughs> that's the one. They remind me of the A team. Nothing bad will ever happen to them, even though a lot of drastic death happens. Uh, but they can walk in and not get harmed. And so a lot of it just kind of dissipated. Like, of course, they're going to have a fight scene. Of course, at the end, they're going to be fine. So it wasn't really yes. engaging to me. However, Jessica Chastain is one of the best action movie stars I've seen. And her fighting scenes were great. Um, and it was an all-star cast. And which, so let's talk about the nominees in this movie. Penelope Cruz was fine. Right. Her character was terrible. Her character was a therapist hired by a spy agency to talk to a spy. So it was kind of like Mel Gibson and Dangerous, right? He's the therapist. She's the therapist that's going to talk yeah, to. Yeah, that's guy. right. The ch the Clint Eastwood kids film. Yeah. 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 Scott Scott Eastwood is is dangerous. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, I mean, it had its moments, uh, but this film was like, so she talks to that, that handsome guy, the Spanish guy, and she's very flat, and she's very informative. Then the guy gets shot in the fish market, and she's like, Ayuda! She suddenly <laughs> has so much emotion. And then she decides to be a spy, even though she has absolutely no training. It's not only is she good, but she can also seduce people, and suddenly her character is like a seduct fake seductress to get this billionaire involved. And it's like, did she learn that in therapy school? It, mm, yeah it wasn't right. her acting it was the character that was really just didn't make a lick of sense now do you think that uh chastin chastain would have been good in blonde as a marilyn yeah didn't you see that uh jim and tammy faye baker the eyes of tammy faye no you recommend she's fantastic it? In it. She, i yeah. think she won an oscar for it she's great in it you think i should watch it yeah it's um, on hbo somewhere HBO, what is it uh, the Eyes of the, Tammy Baker. If you have the chance to see the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, that the movie's based on, it's a Tammy much better. Faye? Wait, Tammy Baker, isn't she the wife of Jim yeah, Baker? Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh. Oh, so they Tammy made a documentary, Faye. and she, she was involved in it, and it's uh -huh. a great documentary. And the movie's kind of based on the documentary. The documentary's better. I would recommend it. Do you I remember don't... why it's called the 355? Yes, because... Uh, Washington George Washington had a female okay. spy yeah, yeah, and it. they called her Agent 355 and right. then Dan Chastain says it's not because we didn't know who she was it's because she didn't want people to know her name that they knew her name and they weren't going to tell her so yeah. at the end these international spies become their own agency okay so it bombed at the box office okay but you don't vote for it right i was going to vote for Penelope Cruz, but I feel like she's an Oscar winner who did who did her job. The character itself was just completely batshit and didn't make a look of sense. So it's the character, not her. Okay. So then we have Lorraine Bracco in 
uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So I'm trying to look out, look right now to see what she did. Okay, so what was her character? Okay, yeah. here's Wikipedia and cast. Lorraine Bracco as the voice of Sophia, a seagull. Ah, we oh, know the seagull. Oh, the seagull, yeah. And the seagull did have a Lorraine Bracco voice. Right, right. Yeah. Now we know what what uh, what it was. All right, whatever. So, I thought it was a younger actor doing that voice. I thought it was like someone else. She's fine. But I guess she doesn't get your vote either. No, no, and I, I have someone. I picked someone already, but I not her. Now, Bing Bing, Bing. right? She's a punching now, bag. She's been nominated before. Okay. She played the non-speaking mermaid in The King's Daughter. Uh huh. And you don't. So yeah, you already told me that's yeah. not. And then okay. her character in the three fifty-five. Yeah. You know, her English is flat, and her when she speaks Chinese, she's a lot more uh, acting. But she was fine in it. She played the characters. She was, you know, an empty slate. Okay. So then I think you're probably not going to pick Morbius. She was fine. She was not the problem in that movie. That I'm... leaves only... You're Servina. Yeah. And, you know, this is the same circumstance with Maud's son, and I apologize, of course, to these nominees. I'm voting for her because I have seen the movie Lamborghini. Yeah, me too. You I'm know what? It's... It's kind of like it doesn't make the finish line. Like it's, it has so much. And Frank Grillo is great, right? This guy who's in every shitty beat action movie, he's acting in this film. And it was going to be Antonio Banderas. Oh, well, Grillo does that a good job. An he's, he's, he's listed as an executive producer, so he got some effort out of it. Okay, so uh, it was also confirmed that Antonio Banderas and Alec Baldwin had been cast as huh. Lamborghini uh, as an adult. Grillo did so, a good job. I thought he did a great job. He looked great in the suits. Okay, now, uh, Servina. Uh, she is a good actress, at least in history, you know? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm she... voting for her, too, but I want you to know that you know, Mira, I want Mira to know herself that I'm apologizing, but this yes. was, you did not do a good job. Okay, there's two scenes. One is the dinner scene yes. in which they're having a confrontation. That could have been a great scene. He was you not hear, there. She wasn't present. She you was, hear the dialogue and what she's talking about and where she came from in the relationship to where it is now. She could have killed, and I know this actress. What right. did we... She was with uh, Phoebe in that. Uh, she was with the. Yes, she had a run in the nineties. Romy, Romy and Michelle's films. High School Reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She oh, had no, a run in the nineties of a lot of great films. She's in three scenes in this movie, and she doesn't really hit her mark. She doesn't seem no. present in it. She's a movie star that doesn't have a movie star presence in this film. Yeah. Congratulations, Razzie. You finally found somebody I could vote for in an obscure movie, which I would yeah. have never watched otherwise. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm voting for her, but I'm holding my nose. I think it's punching down, honestly, voting for worse women. Um, no, it's what well, I don't know what you mean by that. I um, mean that me as a guy, I'm voting on on female actresses saying they suck. I don't feel great. Oh, you about are it. woke. You are so woke. That's the right. That's is, right. I never use that word. Woman. Why is it a woman? It's just an actress. I mean, okay. she didn't do a good job. They're they're oh, following the scene. they're following the format of the Oscars, so you have to have uh. 
worth supporting, but it's can not only necessary. women vote for women. Can only men vote for men? You're not punching down. Are you above a woman that you're punching down? Sometimes I, I feel like, like I'm punching world. down when I when I have to vote for worst supporting actress. That's all. Okay. So it's, I think also there was the scene in which she leaves him, and she could have nailed that too. Nailed it. It was a public scene. There was a great scene in the in the in a restaurant where he's flirting shamelessly flirting with this woman while and then right. Mia Severus tells his son like just leave and then yep. she confronts him and I just it misses the mark so yeah congratulations Razzies for finding a bad performance for me to vote for that was a big stretch okay uh, now worst screen combo I'm real like mad at the Razzies for this because okay wait a second wait a second. Wait, I think I'm suddenly. I think I was thinking about this wrong. It says worst screen combo. It doesn't see worst screen. That's right, combo. combo. Oh, they they. Well, it's usually used to. Yeah. Okay. My complaint in the past was they were doing these jokes like Tom facing Tom Hanks in his face, you know, and that's not a screen couple. But they changed it. These son bitches combo. Well, last year they nominated Jared Leto and his terrible uh, accent in House of Gucci. Yeah, they did that for. Yeah, I remember that. I was mad at them for that too, because but it was coupled. I understand. Let's talk about Tom Hanks. He was obviously a heightened character. He was the villain. He was, you know, he was a composite. He did wear fake makeup. It was distracting. Not the worst out of the list. So you vote – oh, not the worst. Okay. No, I'm not voting for him. Now, we've makeup. got JFK and Marilyn Monroe in the blowjob scene. We've I, – I, I'm inclined to vote for that because it was repugnant. Me too. Me too. And it wasn't okay. necessary. Like, here's your chance to, to film a scene, show it to the world, and this is what you decide to do. So Marilyn blow the president, and – Either it wasn't not hardcore enough for my taste, or it was just in poor taste. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, if if it was like okay, if there was like a small porno movie on Pornhub that said Marilyn Monroe blows the president. Okay, now I'm excited. Yeah, right. If you're making this movie, you're doing exactly what I've already said it before, haven't I? Okay, the two sequels was my next runner-up because I hated (laughs) that. You didn't like Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Son. You don't think they? They're best, they've been think, best friends for so long. I don't think they deserve to be in this category. I don't think they're the worst. Do you think I the think director of Blonde has an issue with women? Yes, I definitely. Yeah. I can't. It, okay, not knowing him, but reading his interview stuff, I think, yeah, I think he does. I'm going, I'm going with him showing the blowjob. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, worst actress. Now, is this the last nominee? No, we have worst uh, actress. Here. We yeah, have okay. worst actor left. Worst okay. actress. Um, first one up is the actress from Firestarter, and they retracted it because of her age. Which and so honestly, the Razzies are saying, you want to give it to us because we fucked up. No, first off, I watched all these fucking movies. Yeah. I'm not copping out and voting for that. Second of all, Okay. These nominations are fucking ageist anyway. Half the joke is that, you know, Sylvester Sloan is 80 and Diane Keaton is 70 and they're still doing their shtick. It's mm-hmm. ageist, right? This We have uh, Alicia Silverstone listed in the Rockin', whatever it is, yeah. the Rockin'. 
which That's is clean. a French word for shark. Yes. Right. He goes to where Vietnam. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Vietnam. We get to, the movie starts off with this graphic stillborn uh, miscarriage. Yeah. And with the blood and her memory of it, so it's a pretty heavy hand to start off with. But really, she and her is. husband goes to this beautiful beach house right in the water in, in Vietnam, and unfortunately, a hurricane knocks the house into the water, which is it covered with sharks. Away. It floats away, and there's sharks, 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 CGI sharks, and like open water and all these like real time ish, one day torture porn movies. You have to wait till the end to see what actually happens. Yeah, that's right. You have to wait till the end. And the end was like a stupid kind of jokey pun. Not pun. Uh, it, it, the, the sign said, beyond this uh, line, it's dangerous. And she looks at the camera like, yeah, no shit. No you shit. Know? Yeah, I'm on this side. I don't know. Now, like those movies are filmed in Orlando, Florida. What? Can you believe that? That no. they just wanted to make a film. She got voted for for worst actress, partially because she has a reputation of, of some people feel that she's not a good actress. I'm not well, one of those people. I do not agree with the Razzie. She should not have been nominated. It was a not. sucky film. But when she was okay, so she was on the phone with her mother and sister, right, yeah, and talking the about the pain of losing the child. I think she was really acting when they were out there in the water, and the the husband cuts his. Foot and the blood goes into You're the right, water. And she gets she, this post-traumatic shock. Uh, she did a great job acting job. that. She I acted think she like was a, fine. She acted her age, which is probably why she got the nomination. She acted her age. She responded to the terror like a person her age would do, like I would do at that age. And mm -hmm. she looked like a human being. So that's probably so why. Me, I want to say this about her age, okay? She was looking old. That's not a bad thing. It's a right. good thing. She looked great. These people, like um, uh, when Harry met Sally Lady, like they they, they start getting right. older and right. So they they, they want to stay a kid. It's ridiculous. You look like a freak. You need to grow as an actress and play the mom, play the grandma, play the um the she worker the who's getting she... laid off. You know, there's yeah. roles for you as a mature woman. I'm a big fan of hers, and I thought she did a really good job acting this film. The film was just kind of had a running time, and it ran its time, and it ended. And yeah, you know, it's I've seen other films. I guess uh, All Is Lost with Robert Redford. He's an old yeah, guy. I remember that. So I fast forward to the end to see if he survived. You, you know, did? I did. Yes, no! I couldn't care less. Listen, I was watching that film the whole time. And he was going to die. That was what was going to happen. Does he? You know, no, he got oh. saved at the last fucking millisecond of that film. He was just, he was like, that's it. All is lost. I'm dead. And that's the second he got saved. Gotcha. I don't think she deserves worse actress. I don't think she deserves it. So what, okay, now Bryce Dallas Howard, she wasn't a bad actress. Yeah, but look, given the circumstance and given the fact that Laura Dern shows is was so much better, he only has three scenes in this movie, and they're usually it's under the shadow of of her husband. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's not there's nothing urgent for her to do in this movie, and the bubble makes fun of that too. They're mm -hmm. like one of the characters, like you know, you weren't in the last one, and now you're back, and there's really you don't really have anything to do, and you don't, you don't have anything to do outside of these movies. 
and it's unfortunate for her. I don't think she did a great job out of this list. She probably had the worst performance, but you know, I'm, I'm okay, picking here. Bryce Dallas Howard. Is that your vote? Well, Diane Keenan was fine. Mac and Rita again. It it never crossed the finish line for me. It it yeah. seemed like a ninety percent there movie. I enjoyed what it was, which was a great premise. Here's a thirty year old woman who has who's an old soul, right? We met people who you could see the old person in them, right? They My act like an old person. Like was Angela old, Lansbury. Old, she was a hottie, but we all know yeah. her. She all came into that old woman role. And she played an old woman in The Manchurian Candidate, even though she was yes. the same age as Sinatra, give or yes, take. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, or Lawrence Harvey, who was supposed to play her uh, son. So this movie is that this, this woman wished she was an old lady. She's written novels about her grandma, or memoirs about her grandma. She goes to Simon Rex's giant tent, and Simon Rex, who was great in, in uh, Red Rocket, gets a very funny two scenes. He, he was more of a cameo than anything else. Yes, and, he had two cameos, yeah. right. And he turns her into an old woman. It's wish fulfillment. You know, she, he wishes to be— He didn't be, know he was doing it. He was surprised. He was, he was he shocked, didn't... yeah. And he didn't even recognize her even though that happened. There is no feedback. explanation why, why, how it happened, why it happened, the fact that he wasn't there when she— came to and was diane keaton this film really jumped through a lot of hoops to try to make it a little more in depth and make it you know like the grandmas were really funny and a lot of them are like you know character actors i've seen in other films the the wine club they were funny but they didn't i don't know it's just this movie missed something it was too pristine her apartment in los angeles had hundreds yes. of books and thousands of board games and it just looked like it was set design you know and right 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 and also, the guy falling in love with Diane Keaton, it's not that it was unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But the thing is, it was never addressed on himself as an internal conflict. Like, it is inappropriate to be with a 70-year-old woman, a person who could be my mom plus. There, that was never explored until Diane Keaton freaked out on him. I thought know. it was bad taste that he would go back on, on his girlfriend, this woman's aunt. Like... They had chemistry together, and she obviously liked him. And then suddenly, he's macking on the ant. Mm -hmm. And then you know, she kind of says in dialogue, "Like I'm the ant." Like remember that conversation, that awful conversation we had about shrimp. I'm reprising it because, and he goes, "Oh, you magically turned into an old lady. It's the same person." <laughs> but that no, but he never. She keeps it a secret. She doesn't keep it a secret from the best friend, but she keeps it a secret from him. Oh. That was a passionate kiss one year later at the Barnes & Noble. Yeah, 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 it was. Let me say that uh, there's a woman named Taylor Page. She played the best friend. Yeah, Carla, right? Great. She was a great actress. She she did her she job exactly right. She, she was getting married. Uh, Mac was her, her best woman, you know, and bridesmaid. Uh, brides, and, yeah. You know, what do you call just, it? Maid of Honor. Maid of Honor, right. Yeah, and so that was kind of like I don't know. It just never really got explored. I wish there was some another X factor to this movie. This movie was pretty grounded, pretty adult. It just seemed like something was missing. I don't think it was Diane Keaton's fault. Again, it's COVID acting. She played. She was just in her room by herself, and they shot her scenes. You know what I mean? Like no, no, she, no. She was throughout well, I mean, the whole they, film. She was with. There was people, but there was people. some scenes where she was just in a room by herself and. That's what I mean by COVID. It's just one person, and the, they shoot one person. That's it. Okay. 
Now, gonna... I think she doesn't, I don't think she did a great job as an actress in this film, but I don't think it's w bad enough to no. be worst actress. No, I, I agree. I mean, she's supposed to be the same character, and it doesn't seem that way. Like, it doesn't seem like she studied the original actress who played the 30 year old character to yeah. see, to have the same quirks, but she did fine. Uh, and then Bryce. I don't know. Out of the bunch, I thought she was the weakest. The King's okay, Daughter was but fine. The thing is, what did she do? Okay, no, wait. King's Daughter, you just said, was fine. King's, yeah. it was, King, this actress in King's, first of all, her, her accent was horrible. It was terrible. And her, like, nicey-nice, I don't know. It, she, for me, she's going to win. I think that Bryce Dallas Howard didn't do anything wrong. Okay, what does it mean a bad actress? Like we look at at um, Marie, Marie, what's her name? Servino. We look at her and we know she could have nailed this she part. Nailed it. Right. Yeah. And she didn't. That's when I say you're you're a worst actress. I think that Bryce Dallas Howard didn't do any scenes in which she showed a weak. You know, she was scared for her adoptive daughter. Uh, I'm not going to vote for anybody. I'm, 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 I agree with you. I was going to vote for Bryce Dallas Howard because she's blank, but she's not given anything. She's in six scenes in a two-and-a-half-hour movie, and she yeah. doesn't do anything. It's unfortunate that Laura Dern doesn't do anything and is fantastic in this movie to kind of show that you can add personality, you can act in these roles, but she's not given the opportunity. I I'm actually going to leave this field blank. I'm, I'm sick of it, the whole can controversy. Can we do it? Can we yeah, do of course. That? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Okay, then I will leave it blank too because I was going to vote for Kayla. Hey, she's fine. She's like a Hallmark Channel actress. She she has the smirk. Yeah. She falls in love with the right person. She she emotes. She was she wasn't the yeah. worst in that movie. Okay, so then, okay, we said we weren't going to cop out and give it to the Razzies, but what else can we do? Silverstone you know, was you're right. fine. I mean, Eden was fine. Just, Howard was fine. You gonna vote for that? I guess so, just to not have a vote. And yeah, it's all right. honest because these other ones were fine by us. So listen, all I'm gonna say is that I wish the Academy listens and drops these forced rules. Like just look at the bad movies, look at the performances. If something stands out, we'll nominate it. If a movie's bad, forcing them into these character categories is just a drag sometimes. Yeah. We have to justify worst supporting actress. It just gets tiresome. Well, All right. I mean, oh. was okay. Do they? Okay, let's. We're almost done with this category, but just because you said that, did they really think that Alicia Silverstone was bad? I mean, I could see why they would think Diane Keaton was bad. Yeah, Diane but, Keaton, but, right? There was some missteps in there. It's because she has. Yeah. They all have histories of not being good actors of have Actresses. of bad roles, so they keep. Dredging up these names every year. Sylvester Sloan, for example, coming up. No, but I that's gonna be my choice. He oh, was really? horrible. He was bad. Uh, I, th I I'm not a fan of his, but it was a decent movie. I mean, he was okay and he did the thing. He walked, you know, and his dub body double was there for the scenes where people talk <laughs> and his stuntman Wasn't was it there. unrealistic? Let's talk about this film Samaritan. Yeah. Wasn't American. it completely unrealistic that burning fire they were in for about 25 minutes? Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Ridiculous. I agree with you. That little boy would have died of, of, of Absolutely. 
Okay, so one time I go to an air show and they were doing a Vietnam reenactment in which they were using napalm, okay? Now, there was us in the parking lot, then you had the airstrip, and then you had this grassy area behind the airstrip, okay? They, they dropped that napalm so far away from us we could feel the heat. Like if you would turn to the left, you'd feel it on the left side of your face. You turn to the right, you'd feel it on the right side of your face. It was so hot. You cannot be standing in a fire, a burning building. It's like an oven. It's an oven. Yeah, this is basically like a street level superhero movie where it's more about crimes on the street and gangs than it is about flying spacemen. So yeah. I kind of like that. I like that aspect of it, Granite City's grittiness. Basically, mm-hmm. there was twins. And that's the thing about this film. If you're going to have a Sylvester Stallone evil twin movie, you wait until the final reel to, to see the, the evil twin. Well, he nev- we never saw the twin, right? He had, he, We're the- going to spoil the movie. The evil twin is actually the good guy. Yeah, so I don't mind spoiling movies, and if people watch our show, they know right. I'm doing that all the time. But This is for the voters, anyway. Yeah, you need to have seen this film to vote on it. Now, in the end, he reveals he wasn't Samaritan. He wasn't the good guy. He killed Samaritan. He, he was, was Nemesis. And that's why he stopped being a superhero, because he really was stopping being a supervillain. He didn't want to hurt people anymore. Why do you think he was the, he's the worst actor? Because of his performance. Because while I was watching it, I thought he was shitty. I thought he was walking through it. Okay. You don't. Okay. Well, well I, let's. I, I, I already. Know, I, it's obvious who I'm voting for, but it's not going to be Professor Sloan. Uh, let's obvious. just see. I'm, for I'm Samaritan. For yeah. Yeah. I'm Jared Leto gets my vote. Okay. For Sylvester, for Samaritan, I just want to. Uh, what was interesting to me, it's a co-production of Metro Goldwyn Mayer and Balboa Productions. Balboa. Balboa. Oh, um, uh, that's pretty cool. And then also, I should mention his co-star Martin Starr, the conspiracy theory that the boy talks to. They're, yes, they're both in Tulsa Kings together. Nothing really interesting to say. Okay, so. For you, it's not Sylvester Stallone. No. Now, Tom Hanks gets a shot. We've already talked about how bad. We already bad. talked about it. It wasn't a good performance. Okay. Now, Pete Davidson in Marmaduke, I don't want to give it to him, although it was sucky, because it was a cartoon. It, it was wasn't what you wanted. The kids want to hear his voice, and he delivered. Right. And I wanted yeah. to hear his voice. There yeah. was already a live-action Marmaduke movie. This is a Netflix children's film where – it's cheap animation. It's nothing to do with, with the original strip other than there's a big dog named Marmaduke. It's not the old man neighbor right. that, that was a that 2010, 2010 live action film. That, or maybe you're not talking about that, but Marmaduke yeah. was also oh, yeah, were, it was okay. already it was already done as a kid's live action film. So this is just a Netflix content. They singled out Pete Davidson. I thought his he was flat. He was off-putting, and he was yeah. delightful in this movie. It was exactly what this film needed, was his his voice. Yeah. And, and it delivered. So I, I don't – Jared Machine Leto Gun got – Oh, Machine Gun Kelly, he's not a good actor. And he does, like, impressions of other actors. Like, he does his Jim Carrey, and he does his this. Yes, he did do a Jim Carrey, and he did on Batman. I think it was fine. I think yeah. it was fine. And he's listen, a... you know his accent, right? I believed he was an American. Oh yeah, right? for the whole film, I I thought that was his accent. I didn't yeah. realize he was British until the after the end. Yeah. Jared Leto, 
he makes decisions. He House of Gucci was a decision. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was definitely entertaining. He was just horrible in House of Gucci. He was terrible in Morbius too. Morbius, he the weight on his shoulders should be there for for dragging this film. I wish you know, and he did. We all messed up here because I was going to vote for Sylvester Stallone because he really is a bad actor. He was great in Rocky. Hey, he was I great. agree with you, but he was okay in this movie. I really wanted to hate him in this film. I really do. All his films are ripoffs to me. They deliver. They promise something and never deliver. And he it delivered. He's a gruff guy with a hood over and a lunchbox, yeah. and he walks around the homeless centers. But they're not really homeless centers because they're actually bad guys disguised as how right. you know like. Then I guess I have to vote for Tom Hanks. Okay. Jared gets my vote. Okay. And okay. I think that's, that's all she wrote. We I'm are about to and... submit ballot. Let's... Let me make oh. sure everything's cool. Yep. Go through the list. I'm going to go through my list, make sure everything's checked off. Okay. So we're supporting actor. I said Mod Sun from Good Morning. Mod Sun gets my vote. The guy he also gets hair. your vote. Then, for the worst ripoff, Blonde was a serious runner-up. I say it was both 365, and you said Jurassic World Dominion. Yep. Okay. For worst screenplay, we both said Blonde. It, it just Blonde. it made shit up. It just... Okay. Worst director, I said Blonde. You said... Judd Apatow. The, the bubble. bubble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and with your apologies, because he's a good director. I have a lot of apologies to these people, but it was not well directed. We both agree on uh, Mira Sorvino. She is a yeah. very talented human being. She could have nailed that. He had three roles in this movie and didn't deliver. Three scenes, yeah. Yeah. Um, worst screen combo. We both. Did you? Did you say it as well? I think we both said the fallacious White House scene. The fallacious White House bedroom yeah. scene. Yeah. Terrible. Okay. Worst actress, just for lack of a bad actress here, they were all either just fine or good. I thought Alicia Silverstone was good. She's we good. went with <clears throat> the Razzie's blunder of nominating a 13-year-old. Uh, either that or I abstain from voting for worst actress. Right. Well, what are you going to do for real on the ballot? Uh, I'm putting down, should we give the Razzie's a well-earned Razzie for this year's World Act? Okay. And with, with a caveat to say that ageism is not just – Singling out twelve-year-olds and singling out seven-year-olds as well. But how is it ageism? Because Diane Keaton was celebrated for being a seventy-year-old woman. Right. Well, yeah. first off, I'm sorry she's not old enough for Brady. That she's not eighty for Brady. She's seventy for Mac and Rita. Okay. Uh, she has a certain shtick. You know, like Richard Gere, his hair is always perfect. Diane Keaton, she always has these crazy outfits. And there's, there's yeah. some, there's, she had a wardrobe specialist listed in the end credits. Well, but how is it ageist? Because they were supporting her age. But because it's like Alyssa Silverstone. She's known as a bad actress. So anything she does, they'll always nail her. Oh, the Razzies was being ageist, not Mac yeah. and Rita. Oh, okay. No, no. Mac and Ruby was kind of a weird. It was, it was funny about that. You know. Yeah. Okay, worst actor. I wanted to say Sylvester Stallone. You talked me out of it. That's because, okay, he was in that movie in uh, Garrison, New Jersey, which he was the cop. That was a Copland, good Copland, Copland. Copland. He, of course, Rocky, we know. But he's in other stuff that is just so shitty. Judge I didn't like Dredd. him in Copland. Oh, yeah? But yeah. didn't you think he was being a real actor for a change? No. 
I thought it was a hype about him being a real actor, but I didn't feel it. Okay. So that's why I was voting for him because I think he's notoriously bad, but you talked me out of it. Yeah. This he was fine you're in this movie. For... He's notorious. Yeah. I'm going yeah, so you're going with Tom Hanks as, right. as yeah, that overacting. I'm going with Jared Leto. There's Morbus is Morbi you know, we're morbing. Let's go yeah. morbing. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 you can't escape. Worst picture. Yeah. I said the king's daughter, and you said Morbius. Morbius, right, right, right. Why did I ask that question? Blonde was, a, I think, for you too. Blonde was a serious runner-up. Serious. Okay. Submit ballot. Me too. Are and you by the... sure? Are you finished? Are you Are sure? You... Can we get to the next show already? <laughs> yes. Right. Submit ballot. Yes. Download receipt. Thank you. Download receipt. Okay, well, results right. will be told on Monday, January 23rd. Well, that's wrong. What? Results will be told? On Monday, January 23rd. Okay. That's wrong. What is wrong? What is wrong? Well, it's Monday the 23rd already happened. So the nominating results are not. My oh, okay. Where do you see that? Go ahead and, and uh, close that, that uh, ballot yeah. receipt right there. Thank you for participating in this year's 43rd annual Razzie Awards. Look for oh nominating my God. results on Monday, January 23rd. Oh, my God. Razzies, you're fucking up, Razzies. Razzies, don't you have a webmaster? Yeah. We're in the 21st century. We love you, Razzies. We did it. We love you, audience. We made it an hour and 50 minutes. We uh, are an hour. Yeah, an hour 46. Yeah. We are uh, Bad Podcast, Raz Academy members. It's very exciting to vote. I was very happy this year to learn that you, all you need to do is pay some money and you can be in the Razzies. That's part of the and, joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, great. Yeah, and people complain about that, but you know what? That's five months of Twitter at $8 a month, right? <laughs> and you're still giving your opinion. So. All right. Yeah. All I'm right, glad well, this happened. We did a lot of streaming. We watched. We did it. Uh, we want to thank you. Next week, we uh, we have a bunch of movies. Uh, we did this. This episode is a special episode. It bumped whatever we had next. But we'll yeah, should I just airing... tell the audience what's next? I'll just go there right now. Oh, sure. I can't. I can't. I don't know why I can't. My head's like a sieve. I don't remember either. I, I, I don't have my external hard drive. I can't tell you what's coming up next. But we've already mentioned it last week, probably. So stay tuned. Next week, we'll be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. We'd love for you to join us. Join our podcast. Subscribe at LWAFLMOIT. We're in person on YouTube. You can watch our, watch the movie synced and watch us talk. And also, we have a Celebrity Comedian countdown. You can see the Celebrity Comedian on YouTube at LWAFLMOIT. And finally, YouTube. listen to Muni Radio. Right where we stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Thank you, Carl. And donut and donut. I mean, donate. Donate. Hit the donut button. Hit the donut donate. button. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Love Thank you. Show. Thank you, audience. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Stay in the pocket. All right. Um, I'll leave you with this because I got the, the uh, light, the born. Um. Have you ever asked yourselves, why are you even here? What are you doing on this earth? I'd like to think I'm making a difference. 
Nobody wants to just take up space. We want our lives to be meaningful. We want to contribute something. We want people to say, there goes Lauren Kraut. If it wasn't for her, I'd be home watching Law and Order, eating pudding with my fingers. All right. Thank you very much for indulging me. Lauren Kraut, everyone. Hooray. Yay. All right. Moving right along, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Alan Moreau. Yay. Let's do it. Yes, it's awesome. I like that there's like police sirens and people chatting outside because every time someone's going to the bathroom, we know for a fact, we've heard them tinkling and we're just polite and pretend we don't, you know? And I just made it weird because now I got to keep talking because we're going to listen. Oh, sorry. Keep talking. Make noises. But like I have IBS. So like if I went to the bathroom, we'd just be like, remember that time that guy ruined the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> and it made everyone uncomfortable and we just all went back to hotels and didn't hang for the rest of the week. And then he didn't look at anyone in the eyes, but still no one. It's memorable. I got some followers off it. Okay, good. Good. Feel the energy. It's good. Um, it's fun. I w- we like you guys like the sad stuff. I know a lot of us are all comics, so it's like I don't know. I'll I'll do some sad boy stuff, and then uh, you guys could add tags and jokes to it. This is the face of a guy who gets the credit for stuff he doesn't do. Um, my world, y'all living in it. Okay. Um, no standards. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I haven't drank in five years, right? Uh, I, um, yeah, save it. I'm, I'm a mess. Um, I was a monster. Like, it's just, it, you know, I j- it's just not for everyone. But, um, I want to corner the market as a sober comic. Like, I want to be sponsored by Odul's. That's not a pun. Like, I literally want to do, like, hypey shit. I want an Odul's tracksuit, like, Odul's hats, and I'll, like, sell it, like, whatever. Like, I'll make it cool. But the commercial's got to be realistic, right? Remember the Mick Ultra commercials from the late 90s? I'm old, where it was, like, sold as the fact that it was almost like a health drink, right? It was low carb, but it was just like one calorie less than Bud Light. But for some reason in the commercials, they'd be like climbing up a mountain and like rolling down and like sticking the landing and just like lifting up the shirt with like abs like, hey, big ultra, you know? Um, but the Adul's commercial is going to be realistic, all right? It's going to be me and a couple of guys that look like me sitting around having an okay time. Just not ruining anyone else's life around us. That's the selling point of the commercial. And for the purpose of, like, uh, the commercial, my TV wife, she's going to come into the kitchen. She's going, hey, babe, do you mind taking out the trash? And she'll turn and walk away before I answer. I'm going to kind of stare at the back of her head, look at my Odul's, bite my lip, look at my buddies, and look at the camera and say, Odul's, because you're not your father. That'll be... That'll be at all hours of the day, and then the late night version will be a tag, and it'll be like, oh, duels, and the cycle of violence. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Oh, I knew that would work. Ah, I feel bad. My dad was my dad was a good dad. Who am I trying to fit? No, this is funny. All right, this is good. Um, yeah, that's really all I wanted to do. Um, all right, any questions? Really, about it. Hey, we were getting a lot of shit out there at the Northeast. They were hating on us. All these San Fran people. I tried to go to bat for Rhode Island, and then I was like, actually, the Boston people hate Rhode Island, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of, <laughs> they were like, I was like, no, I'm like, oh, me and my Boston homies are in there. We've hung out like twice. But uh, I'm like, but Rhode Island, like, we got a scene, too. And they're like, yeah, Rhode Island's cool. It's like Boston, but better. And I was like, you haven't been to Rhode Island. <laughs> it's like a little inside thing. Like, we get a lot of hate. And anytime Rhode Island comes up, I name four other comics that are worth 
anything, and I'm one of them. And that was <laughs> that's just me talking about myself. Now, guys, right, hey, thank you so much. Give it up, Pam. Hey, happy birthday for Pam, everybody. Thank you so much. Yay, yeah. Hey, Alan Moreau, everyone. You've got the special accent. You can say anything. You can be like watermelon, watermelon, and it'll be cute. Uh, put your hands together for your next. Oh, he's one of the hosts and showrunners of the festival, and he's so helpful and wonderful. And what a tall drink of water. Put your hands together <laughs> for Ian Langlands. Yay! Yeah. What's up, everybody? I was in that Boston conversation. Uh, his biggest claim to fame for Rhode Island was we we have Edgar Allan Poe. I looked up the Wikipedia article, no association. He was born in Boston, died in Baltimore, and no point did he even did he even visit Rhode Island. So that's the biggest claim to fame is a made up fact. So go to bed for that one, buddy. It's okay. I love you. Will you marry me? Okay, let's get to it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I was on Netflix the other day. You guys know how Netflix, they give you like percentage matches of how much they think you're going to like something. I got a 99% match for Dahmer. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, one time someone told me I look like Dahmer, so I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> I don't think it is. It wasn't that good looking. You guys were laughing five seconds ago. Now it looks like you hate me. What's going on? <laughs> but I got it out. It was crap, but it's a good show. That's the twist. I really liked it. I really enjoyed the show. It was a fun watch. I guess you could call it that. But it was so funny because I feel like every time I learn about serial killers, I find out how little they wanted to get away with it. It's funny. It's like they didn't try at all to get away with it, and they did it for like 10 plus years. It's crazy. In the first episode, Dahmer invites this dude over, and there's just a blood stained mattress and a giant vat of acid. And the guy's like, well, this is normal to me. Are we going to fuck or not? He just asked no questions. No questions were asked at all. There we go. Thanks. Another one, uh, one that's interesting is Richard Ramirez, the Nightcrawler. I mean, Night Stalker. You know that one? Richard Ramirez. Heard of him? Heard of his work? Uh, he was interesting. When I watched his documentary, almost on every crime scene, he would, like, leave his blood and semen, like, on every single crime scene. And he still, for like 13 years, he got away with killing so many people. Like, well, the police didn't see that as evidence at all. They were like, well, we can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this semen is his. Maybe it was a passerby or that just wanked and left. I don't know about that. This isn't working, Pam. Um, <laughs> I wasn't feeling that. I'm thinking about doing, a, I'm, I'm going to do a hardcore career pivot. I made my decision. I'm going to be the Pope. I'm going to become the Pope. Uh, will you guys follow me if I become the Pope? Yes? Thank you. Okay. That was not a resounding yes. It's all right. <laughs> I'm going to be the Pope. I, li I, I found out how easy it is to be the Pope. It's crazy. Did you know the only qualifications are to be a man and to be Catholic? That's it. And any man can convert to Catholicism. Have you guys ever met a man before? That's crazy. I feel like there should be more limitations to having. I don't even trust half my guy friends to watch my houseplants for the weekend, and you want them to lead Catholicism? That's crazy to me. So there should be more restraint. Did you know that the Pope before the one we had now, he was a Hitler youth? That didn't come up in the interview process at any point. At any I feel like even Jamba Juice is like, if they find out you were in a hate group, they're like, whoa, 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 we don't have anyone make our fucking razzmatazz. Let's, uh... We have standards here at Jabba Juice. Okay, I'm not going to finish that joke. That's been my time. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
Ian Langlands. Hooray. Yay. Um, you're, we're moving, we're moving right along and through and, uh, and your next comedian, hey, it's, he's a local guy, you guys are gonna love him, put your hands together for Brady Pearson, yay! Hello everyone, I'm Brady Pearson, local comedian. So, um, I just recently turned... And the older I get, the more I realize that everything's old. Oh my god. We're talking about like Christina Aguilera's recently came back in the thousands and thousands. Got some Cold War action. Polio. It's all true, right? I mean, you know. So yeah, I mean everything else we get and, and it makes me think, makes me nostalgic for old things. It makes you wonder about our thirst for nostalgia. Um, does anybody, is anyone here old enough to remember, um, does anyone here know who Harrison Ford is? Harrison Ford. Okay, we first really, as a collective group, we saw him, he changed the universe in, um, Indiana Jones and, um, no, no, in, no, really, well, yeah, Star Wars, but really, like, we're thinking about, like, him as, as Indiana Jones and, um, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? And yes, of course he was in Star Wars, the first film, of course he was, he was amazing, he was incredible, right? Now, all these years later... We asked him to come back and like flog these old members. Did anybody see? Um, um, did anybody see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Yes. Did anyone see Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? Why did we do this to him? He had a really good record going, but no, our thirst and nostalgia. We did that to him, and then we asked him to keep making movies. Right. We asked him to make like Indiana. Well, no, the other one was. Um, oh, did anyone see? Um, Blade Runner 2049, anyone? Was he in it? Really? Did you know that because of that he broke an ankle? He did, he broke an ankle. And then he went and did another, again, Arista Nostalgia, he went and did um, Star Wars, oh my God, I can't believe they're making another one. Do you remember that one? Right? And did you know that he actually broke a rib for that one too? And in, in the filming of those two crashes, in the filming, between, in the filming of those two movies, crashed two planes. I just want to say, like, ladies and gentlemen, can we just, like, come up with new ideas and save our old actors? Or at least if they can resurrect Carrie Fisher for a cameo, do we really have to endanger him? Let's leave someone for Ally McBeal to fuck in the future. As you get older, you know, like, it, I have a lot of questions. I'm getting older, and what have I done with my life, you know? Like, what have I made of it? And I've really been thinking, and it made me think the existential question of how many miles of cock have I sucked? Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Can I hear cocksuckers? Okay, I can ask a question. Do you like sucking cock or do you do it for money? Or uh, not for money, but like both. So, so like, so you'll, you'll say, like, if you do this, I will give you head, right? You have done that, right? That's what I'm talking about, right? But do you, do you just, like, go down and, like, go for, like, ah, uh, crazy? You got to build, oh, you got to build up. Okay, I like to talk about that. because It is an art form. And this is how long I've been expressing it, so it makes me ask the essential question, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Right? No, you gotta do averages, so we're gonna do some math. You ready? So you the average cock is what, you're six? Like, one up, one down, that's a mile, right? Uh, a foot. You keep going 4,680 feet in a mile. 26 point da 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 feet in, 26 is a, a marathon, and that explains my trip at Folsom last weekend. 
Yeah, but this is America. And I suck. Thank you. I suck up here as a comedian. I totally suck. I admit it. So I want, you know, I want to share a song with you from a musical that I never wrote. From called Little Orphan Fanny. And the song goes something like this. Your son will come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow is only a gay away. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. Brady. Hey, Brady Pearson. You're an excellent voice tonight, Brady. Uh, all right, our next three comics I'm just going to announce, and then we'll figure out what's going on from there. We've got Devontre, then Mike Spiegelman, then Jared Senna. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Devontre Coleman! What's up? How y'all doing? Cool. Just moved to San Francisco. I don't really know anybody here. I've been trying to make friends. Somebody told me to get a cat. Anybody else out there a cat person? Niggas is like cats. Fucking hate cats. Hate cats because my ex is a huge cat person. And my current personality is just to fight her. Also hate all registered nurses in the state of Kentucky. I recently got invited to an orgy. It sounds cool on paper. But to be invited to an orgy, strangers have to think you look like you attend a rave. I don't know if that means they think I fuck a lot. I'll just make them look better, but I'm going to find out on Saturday. I like sex, and I like surprises. I just don't like when they mix. Recently brought this lady to my apartment, and it was almost game time, and she stopped and whispered to me. She said, oh, shit, I probably should have told you. I was like, yeah, no matter what you say next, I agree. You should have told me. She goes, I probably should have told you. I might have gonorrhea. Like, might. That's something you should definitely get checked out. She's like, don't worry about it. Having gonorrhea is like being a Pokemon. It's way more common than you think. She's like, now is not the time for clever similes. Also, that means you just have gonorrhea. I think I got gonorrhea that night. But that's okay, because having gonorrhea is kind of like swimming in lava. It's not that fun, and my crotch is on fire. But yeah. I was nine. Well, I have a sister. She's nine months older than me. She's, like, exactly nine months older than me. And when I tell people that, people are like, whoa, was your mother in a rush? But I was actually, like, two months premature, so technically we both were. But yeah. My sister's got a kid, and uh, she's a single mother raising a kid, and it's cool because smart little dude, and it gives me hope that one day when I have kids, I can leave them and they'll still be pretty all right. Yeah, I recently started this new diet. It's called the Jurassic Diet. It's where you eat what you think the dinosaurs would have eaten. It's going pretty well because 
I think the dinosaurs would have enjoyed Oreos. I um I like video games. I just don't like being called a gamer. I feel like that's our N word. I actually think it's worse because nobody's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. And they usually use the hard R. I I think we should support sex work. I, I agree with supporting sex workers. But I think we need to shed more light on the sex volunteers. I feel like those are the real heroes of the community, helping make the world a better place. Like the Kardashians are really putting in those hours. Yeah, I have to leave you with this. I think we should do everything in our power to make sure that underrepresented voices get the chance to be heard. I think if you live a comfortable life, you should do what you can to make sure that people who live in constant discomfort have the slightest chance of rising up. But there's a wrong time for that initiative. I was watching porn recently, and the entire cast had on Black Lives Matter shirts. Like, yeah, usually I agree. It's not right now. This is the first time I ever thought, you know what, they should just shut up and dribble. I've been Devontae Coleman. Happy birthday, fam. Devontae Coleman, everyone. Hooray. All right, your next comedian uh, lives in L.A. now, but he still has a, a, a podcast on the show. He does, he does it every week. And he sends it to me, and I'm so excited that he's here in the flesh. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mike Spiegelman. Yay! Is he outside still? Someone open the door and be like, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, great to be here. Thank you so much for giving me dead air uh, on the station. It's the one thing I request on Mutiny Radio is that there's absolute complete silence. Uh, not during my act, I can take that, but you know, before or during my act. Uh, anyone here like comedians who like leave the stage before the, com the host comes back on? Because they're data. Hi, my name is Mike Spiegel and it's great to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm performing without a mask, but uh, my clutch is my joke book, so it's good to be here. Uh, great to be back in San Francisco. I went to my favorite taqueria, Jack in the Box, and I said, <laughs> Kenosis, and I said, uh, give me a monster taco, and they said, well, we're all out. I said, well, give me something comparable, and he kicked me in my stomach. And then I took a shit. I had a really busy day. I interviewed to be CFO at Salesforce, and the recruiter was really incredulous. He goes, what even makes you think you would be eligible to be at this interview to be CFO of Salesforce. And I said, well, strangers call me boss. That's respectable. They're like, hey boss. So I think I should work for you guys. It's great to be here. You know, uh, when aliens land on Earth, I don't think they're gonna be evil uh, or wanna take over the Earth. I think they're gonna be jet lagged. They're gonna be like, take me to an Airbnb. Not a creepy one. I like how Airbnb has a Halloween promotion where it's like uh, you can win the, the world's scariest Airbnb. It's just a hotel room. Not even that scary. Yeah. You know, um, horror movies, don't, don't watch horror movies every night for 31 days, all right? You know, because it's Halloween, you want to celebrate by watching 31 nights of, of the 15th night, you're like, 
I hate myself. I want to die. Humanity's terrible. Uh, so just watch a cartoon. It'll make things better. I, I was glad that the pandemic closed places, right? Oh, man, that was great. Uh, for example, the Cat Cafe closed. I fucking hate them. No, they kicked me out of the Cat Cafe. Apparently, no dogs allowed. No dogs. No dogs allowed. I said, well, you have a dog. And they said, well, let's take your dog to work today. But the joke was on me. It closed, and now it's covered in feral cats. Can't win. It's still a cafe filled with cats. It's feral. I have a uh, dog, and uh, sometimes when you walk your dog, you forget a bag. And I was outside Blue Barrel, and my dog not only pooped, and I didn't have a bag, it was this really long trail of diarrhea. And it just went everywhere. And people were walking up to Blue Barrel like, hey, you want some Blue Barrel? And like, I don't know, check out the line outside. It's all the way, it goes all the way around the corner. You believe that shit? The line goes around the corner. It's not even 10 a.m. It's disgusting. So one of the places I was glad to close was my hometown seasonal ice skating rink. The place was a dump. You know, for six months, it was an ice skating rink. And for the other six months, it was a big puddle. You can soak your feet. I'm in Mike Spiegelman. Thank you for that introduction. Oh. Mike Spiegelman, everyone. Listen to uh, LMFNOYT every Sunday from 2 to 4. It's let's, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. It's a really fun show. You don't even have to watch the movie. The podcast just holds up on its own. But it is better. I've learned when I was in Greece. Yeah, if you watch the movie, it's actually like four times more entertaining. And it's so entertaining that I just listen to it. Anyway, Denise, I'll put you on the list. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Jared Senna. How are we doing, guys? My name is Jared. I'm from San Diego. Not sure you guys know what it's like to live in San Diego, but it's hot as balls all the time. I'm actually white. Just been barbecued Filipino. Just like you guys. Um, graduated with a degree in creative writing uh, recently. Uh, I'm not sure you guys know what creative writing is, but creative writing is uh, pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Um, uh, uh, what am I going to do again? Oh, fuck. Uh, Okay, I got it. Um, um, uh, uh, I used to work uh, in downtown SF as a barista. I dealt with a lot of homeless. I dealt with a lot of crackheads. Um, they're really erratic and unpredictable, but they're really nice people if you get to know them. I prefer them more over entitled customers. They never ask me to remake a drink. They never rush me for an order. The only bad thing about them is that once in a while you have to remind them that a coffee shop isn't the place to be jerking off. Um, uh, uh, I love the Bay Area because it's actually the place where I lost my virginity. Uh, I was 23 when I lost it, which is the age that I am now currently. Thank you. Um, I didn't lose it late because I was scared to talk to women. I lost it late because I was scared to show my naked body to women, you know? 
Like, no one needs to know how big my nipples are. Luckily, that person I did it with was very understanding and didn't judge me for what my body looked like. She just sat me down. She was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the $100 you promised to Venmo me. Thank you, white people. Uh, I was popular in high school. Not for good reasons. Uh, I wasn't popular because I threw parties or because I was attractive. I was popular because I was that known as a kid that got hit by a car. I was uh, on my way to smoke weed with my friend, and I ended up uh, getting hit by a car as I was crossing an intersection. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that I was going to die smoking weed. I just didn't think it would involve a fucking Kia. Thank you, Ian. Gave me that time. Brought to you by Ian. Uh, um, it was really hard for me to walk. Uh, I was in a wheelchair, and I was in a full body cast. So it was really hard for me to walk. But it was also really easy for me to find a prom date. Which is funny, because uh, by the time prom came, I was already healed. I was just using the wheelchair as a prop. I exaggerated, too. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it past this next week. It would really suck if I just died a virgin. Yeah. She said no, but I imagine if she said yes, I'd probably jump out of my wheelchair. It's called Joke Workshop. We're here to work out our shittier jokes, all right? That's what we're here to do today. Now, everybody... Say happy birthday to Pam. Happy birthday, Pam. Yeah, let's go. Nice, Jared. He's pandering. That's really nice. I can't you see how I did that pandering. There you go. Jared Senna, everyone. Yay. Yay. Working out his stuff. Your next comedian. He's one of the showrunners of the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay. Awesome. Happy birthday, Pam. That's great. So cool, guys. We're good. Happy Columbus Day, everybody. No, not so much. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Absolutely. He got canceled, Columbus, and for good reason. Uh, but I hope they're still using that helpful rhyme that you learn in school, right? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Exactly. Still, to this day, the best way to remember the color of the ocean. And so I like to celebrate that on today. Actually, uh, Fleet Week just ended, right? Is that just that's over now, right? You guys, did you see that Fleet Week going on? I was uh, not a big fan. Did you know that it's also um, Defense Department Month right now? It is, and it's also Military Industrial Complex Century. That's good to know. I don't believe in ghosts. Even if they were real, they're just not scary, you know? They don't really do anything. They turn on the TV, they move a door, you know? Friends of mine are like, you know, like, oh, I think there might be a ghost in the house. They get all scared. These same people live with a cat. How is a cat not worse than a ghost? If you're like, there's a ghost in this house, I'd be like, so what? If you're like, yeah, it uh, tears up the couch and pukes on the bed once a week, I'd be like, there's an evil presence and we need to leave right now. Absolutely, guys. Uh in a new relationship, dating a, dating a twin, dating a, a woman who has an identical twin sister. 
Jeff. Always been a big fantasy of mine. Uh, did I just say identical? Start the joke over. Hey, everybody. I'm in a new relationship, and I, uh, I'm dating a woman who has an identical... Uh. Hey, everybody. I'm in a new relationship, uh, dating a woman who has a twin sister. It's always been like a fantasy of mine, you know. Uh, except for she's a fraternal twin sister. She looks nothing like looks nothing like her. So, but whenever I s you know see those birth certificates, I get pretty hot, don't you guys? It's pretty awesome. I like that they're fraternal twins. It'd be weird to be deeply in love with a, an identical twin, to be super attracted to an identical twin, you know? Like you show up at her place, you know, to pick her up for a date, and you're like, you look so fucking hot right now. And you too, Emily, obviously, you know, anyway, probably make it work. But yeah, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're dating identical twin, it is kind of handy, because if you do have sex with her sister, you do ha you have the plausible deniability, right? I didn't know. Didn't know. Like, I can't do that with the fraternal twin sister, you know? If I did be like, I'm sorry, the lights were out, and um, she felt 32 years, 8 months, and 14 days old. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Good to have an identical twin. You can try, try clothes on for each other. As a matter of fact, uh, when my girlfriend is trying on some, some pants, she'll be like, hey, do these jeans make my ass look fat? I'll be like, well, let's put it this way. It would make your sister's ass look fat. Thank you. You're welcome. People don't like to admit that they met on Tinder, you know? They don't like that because it's like a hookup app, you know? They, they don't like to say they met on Tinder. Uh, and I don't know why. It's a legit way to meet people. I had, a, I had an ex like this. She was like, let's not say we met on Tinder. I like the way that sounds. Let's say we met through friends. Like, does every new form of dating have to go through this process? You know, 200 years ago, the women say, let's not say we met through friends. Let's say my family traded me for a goat or something. You know, I, I feel like that sounds better. Anyway, you guys, thank you for listening. And, um... Dan Lewis, everyone. Hooray. Guys in the back, are either of you people that are interested in signing up, dudes? Or are you just not the guys behind you? The guys behind you. Are you guys, you're just chilling? You're just hanging out? Okay, that's fucking cool. Um, those guys in the back aren't comedians. Are you looking to sign up, sirs? Oh, you are? What's your name? Oh, Reuben Anthony, I'm sorry I didn't get to introduce you. And there you are, Reuben Anthony. Okay, great. And for people who are a part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, all of the bags are labeled. So larges are on the stage, smalls are on the side, mediums are over there, and on the back by the piano are the extra larges, the two X's and the three X's. Just look for the bag that corresponds to your size. Cool. Well, Reuben, I'm going to put you up after our next comedian, who is, everybody clap your hands together, for Denise Lee. Yay! <laughs> I was busy bowling Devante. Um, okay, so uh, so I I'm I, I would call myself a feminist. Like I believe that uh, women should support other women, um, unless the women are better than me. <laughs> like I I'm a big believer of helping other women around me rise up, but if they're more successful than me, I'm like okay, be humble. Okay, you have risen already. I was I was very nerdy in high school. I was not very popular, and people used to try and bully me. I say try because they couldn't, you know. Like I grew up with immigrant parents. Like you think you can be mean to me? Like 
Mei Chen Huang Li is like the most savage person I know. You just can't be mean to me. Um, okay, let's see. Um, uh, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one. <laughs> uh, I feel like San Francisco, uh, living in San Francisco has made me more pessimistic. And I know I'm more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me wherever I go. Like, uh, whenever I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm just like, oh, it'll go away. It, it will be cold again soon, like like the rest of my soul. Okay, I don't know. There was supposed to be a tag there. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I uh, I was I was walking through a parking garage yesterday, and I saw this guy doing heroin. And I don't know why, but my first thought was to just avert my gaze so I could give him some privacy. Um, um no. Okay. Uh, so I, I recently found out that I'm not a very fun person, and don't nod, Javante, don't fucking nod. <laughs> I found out I'm not very fun because I went to, uh, I went to a party, and someone offered me ketamine, and the way that they phrased it, she was like, you really need it. <laughs> and I was just trying to eat a clementine at the time. <laughs> And she tried to pour some ketamine on a slice of clementine and give it to me. <laughs> and I just got upset with her because I was like, now I can't eat this clementine. All right. Okay, let's see. Um uh I feel like I feel like uh what do I feel? I don't really know what I feel anymore. Um I've been feeling pretty depressed lately. I recently called my mom and told her that I was feeling sad for no reason. And she was oddly empathetic. She was like, Yeah, I understand. If I were you, there would be a lot of reasons I would feel sad too. And then she started listing things. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, you know, your job isn't that good. Your su your sister is way more successful than you. Your apartment's super small. You're not married. And I was like, those were not things on my mind at all. But I will add those to the list now. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. We've got a couple comedians left. And then at 7 o'clock, Marty Cunning's going to be doing joke workshops from 7 to 8 or like 7 to 7 to 7.50 and I don't know what he's going to do but it's going to be great and uh, and then there's the Bon Dolores at 8 o'clock hey, you're welcome to come we don't have a hard stop time so uh, there you go your next comedian clap your hands together everybody for Ruben Anthony yay thank you everyone uh, first, I just want to acknowledge something that um, we are on the uh, v the end of Hispanic Heritage Month. Starts on September fifteenth, runs through October fifteenth. We get the only Heritage Month that will actually jump a border on our calendar. It's awesome. But like, what does this country think that Mexicans want to like go from September to October to like celebrate the holidays Americans don't want to celebrate? You know, like Columbus Day. You can't believe we still celebrate Columbus Day. I mean, it's it's like it's so recent. We know what he did when when Columbus came here and discovered people in America. 
You know, it was only like 500 years ago. That's not that long in the span of history. That's like, what, five Betty Whites ago? You know, maybe six or seven Mick Jaggers, two Joe Bidens back. It's not that, not, not that long ago. But I'll tell you what country should celebrate uh, Columbus Day. India. Yeah, they should celebrate that he missed. Missed by a country mile. Like, even Marco Polo was able to find India, and he had his eyes closed. Now, I'm not really a big fan of calling it Indigenous Peoples Day because even the native tribes of this country, even they're descended from immigrants. You know, they came over here from Asia, the first Asian invasion, over the Bering Strait. They came through Alaska. You know, some of the fat ones were slowing them down. You know, they just let them, they called them Eskimos. Yeah, I, I know I don't really like that joke either. And so you're not the only ones who aren't into it. You know, then they, then they came further south. You know, they saw this great land, and they called dibs, which was great, until the pioneers came out, and, well, they called shotgun. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but yeah, so we always kind of overshoot with the political correctness. Like, you guys remember what happened to Land O'Lakes Butter? You know, they had that Native American woman on her on there, and they got, they got rid of her. What people don't understand is she was drawn by an artist from the Chippewa Nation. And he made sure that her, her clothing was authentic. The land behind her represented the Red Lake Reservation. And what did we do? Kicked another Native American off her land. Well, let's be honest. She was a bit of a butterface. Okay, so I'm not sure what everyone else had, um, but I have Prince Charles in the conservatory with the lead pipe. Anyone? Anyone else have any other clues? Any football games on today? <laughs> yeah, week five in the NFL. Can you believe it? And Tom Brady already lost a ring. Okay, uh, once, once again, give another happy birthday to Pam. Um, I also have a, a unique uh, identity. Um, I actually identify as a place, but I am location non-binary. So my preferred pronouns are neither here nor there. Thank you, everyone. I'm Reuben Anthony. Hey, Reuben Anthony, everyone. Oh, oh by the way, happy indignant People's Day because... They've got a lot to be pissed about. <laughs> Yay, we're playing. Ruben Anthony, hooray. Yay. All right. Uh, your next comedian, everybody. We're going to, so I'll tell you what's going on. We have like one or two comedians left, and then we're going to put on the breaker, and we'll talk to because at 7 o'clock, we've got Marty Cunney is going to teach a workshop, so you should all stick around. I know some of you reserved, and that's fantastic, but you should stay. I have no idea what he's going to do, but it's going to be fantastic. And uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Charles Jr. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know what you guys are thinking. Have you saw me walk up on stage and you thought to yourself, the hell, the guy who made the Karate Kid the Karate Kid doing on stage right now? I get it. I look like an 80s bully. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. I also look like somebody who's going to inherit a lot of money and lose that money 
on a coke addiction that's also inherited. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I look like a bully. Look like a bully. But no, I did get bullied for a little bit. I'm allergic to gluten, as my bullies used to call me, glutarded. I know a lot of people nowadays, they spend their time fighting white privilege. I, I agree. I think we should. Um, I spend my time fighting wheat privilege. Do you enjoy sourdough? No. <laughs> Not one bit. Yeah, talk about going to Olive Garden. Yeah, fucking don't like me there. You know, I'll go there sometimes and they'll give me a gluten-free menu and more often than not, look at it and just says, fuck out of here, we don't have anything for you. That's yeah, uh, pretty all right. You know, gluten's affected a lot of my life. really has. Affected uh, my spirituality. Like, I can never be Christian. Body of Christ will fucking kill me. Affects my political beliefs, too. Like, I can never be a socialist. Know, couldn't just wait in line to die. These bread lines are fucking crazy. <laughs> That's uh, it's interesting. You know, I still get bullied though. Still get bullied. The other day, I got called a stupid fucking moron. You understand? <laughs> couldn't get mad at it though. I really couldn't. I only got two or three things right. Yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm a moron. I sure as hell ain't fucking. Yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Pam. I'm a I'm a comic out of Portland. Came down here for the festival. And um yeah, it's it's been good. <laughs> it's the largest laugh I've gotten out of this man tonight. Staying out from Portland. Coming down to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. No, uh my birthday was um on Friday. Oh, thank you. I'm, uh, hell yeah. I feel like I'm getting old. Oh, I know I'm getting older. I feel like I'm getting more mature. Uh, like, I was actually excited to get underwear this year. I was really excited. Just a bonus that there was dinosaurs on it, you know. Been, uh, been good. Getting older has been, uh, a wild ride. I also got a biology degree, which is why I'm on stage in front of you right now. Really serving me well. And I saw some. Saw something I don't think Charles Darwin ever would have imagined his entire life. Saw natural selection via Toyota Tacoma a couple weeks ago. I don't think I've ever seen an animal do that many flips outside of a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I guess I just have a fucked up imagination. I was wild though. Yeah, that's uh that's been my time. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Have a good night. Charlie Jr., Charles now, here he is. Yay. He will. Is there, is, is, did everyone go up? Yeah, that, so those are larges on stage. Do you like an L? Yeah, so L's are on stage, mediums are in that corner, smalls are over here, and the back is the XL's. And Marty, you have to grab a bag too. And the, but they're XL's and um, three XL's and two XL's and all those things. So just look for the corresponding letter to your size. Uh, and then I will tell just a couple jokes, and then we'll take a break. Yay! Have a donut. Yeah. Do you want to have a donut? There's a couple left. Oh, no. Like, there are mini donuts. They don't have any calories in them. Or you can... 
They're tiny ones. If you sometimes if you break them in half, the calories fall out the middle. Did you know that? That's like a hundred percent scientific. I totally want to abduct a fifth grader and win the science fair with that idea. Does anybody is anyone a science fair winner? Are there any winners in here? Woohoo, you were a science fair winner? I was not. I was a big loser. Uh, and that's that's okay because what I want to do now is I sometimes I go home and I smoke a ton of weed and I think about science fairs for like my aborted ghosts of my children. Uh, one of them would be in fifth grade right now, so I feel like we could totally win the fucking science fair. And I'm excited to do that. Um, I didn't have a baby because that's gross. But also because I love drinking. Does every does anyone else love to drink and they think they should? Yay! So I'm like such a responsible adult. Like I got a DUI and they're like, "How are you never gonna come back?" And I was like, "I'll never drive again." <laughs> and it's like, "How are you gonna be a, a, a responsible parent?" I'm not. <laughs> I like to drink on Tuesday just cause. <laughs> My whole life has been changed so I can get free drinks. Like, I was like, I'm working. Ah, ah, yeah, sorry. Right, so I love drinking, and I thought this science fair, I can win the fucking science fair. Uh, with this, this chemistry. I don't know if anyone remembers chemistry, but you a little bit. I, I, as an alcoholic, vomit in the morning sometimes. Like, I pound a bunch of water, and then sometimes it just comes up, and then I'm like, oh, I feel better, I'm gonna and then I poop, and I'm fine. So, and I was like, oh, the poison's out. <laughs> the poison's out. Okay, so what if I take the ghost of the child and make it a little notepad and a stop timer, and I put eight ounces of water in the refrigerator, and it's 38 degrees, right? And then I pound the water, and the child times how long it takes me to vomit, not into the toilet or the tub or the sink, but into a cup. And then the child will take the temperature of the water and we can find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. We can make graphs and charts. See, you understand basic chemistry. Everyone else was like, um, can I look that up on my phone right now? Like, what is raising one ounce of water, one degree? It's a calorie. It's something you learn in basic chemistry, those of you who forgot it or took it on your phone. For the Zoom generation, how could they ever learn anything? <laughs> it's so funny. No, I used to be a teacher. I used to be a special education teacher, and I got out of that in 2001 because no child left, no child left behind came about, and I was like, look at them systematically cold critical thought from our education system, and they did it. You did it, George Dunn. You did it. Everyone, they don't know any. No one memorizes anything. You look at your phone and you go, tell me the truth. Sorry, I get so heated. Um, it's just doesn't that seem so obvious at this point? I feel like even whispering it is stupid. I should scream it from the rafters. I'd like them to come after me. Make me famous, government. Kill me. That would be great. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Shit. Are they listening? Whose phone is recording them right now? Has this happened to you recently? There's a thing called Bixby. I don't know who the fuck this CIA agent is, but out of nowhere, it just starts recording me and writing things down, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening with this stupid smartphone? It's, who is listening to this? How did they get my number? Is it that important? Like, am I making this? I don't know who Bixby is, but they're fucking doing something on my Android. I don't know what's happening. Also, last joke, this or truth or conspiracy, I think that touchscreen phones are actually, the technology behind them is the dead souls of Chinese babies. 
So I think that every touch phone has like eight dead Chinese babies inside of it, and they're the ones doing the heavy lifting. No? Is this, has anyone ever heard this theory? None of you, I, you like my, I like, I think we're like, but we got to share some menopause material later. We're, we're going to, like, we're the only ones that no one understands. And they're like, why are they going crazy? It's like, have you, none of the guys have ever had a hot flash. Okay, uh, this has been really fun. We're going to take a 10 minute break and then stick around for Marty's class. It's going to be great. Um, you're welcome to stay and then you're welcome to come also to the Barn Dolores for later. And there's no like hard stop on that show. So you can just have fun or do whatever. Okay, everybody, yay, clap your hands together.